Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Relationship Monday. I am your Relationship Monday host and your Relationship Coach, Monty Weatherall. <laughs> Funny thing happened. I uh, just got to tell you all uh, this this evening when my baby came home from work, I was uh, preparing for the show. I was I got started a little early because we got a lot of stuff going on tonight. And so <laughs> she she must have came when she came into the um the relationship monday studio here she says uh good evening babe and i almost had my deep relationship monday voice i was like hey baby how you doing so she says you must be getting you must be in show mode <laughs> and what happened was i had my headphones on so i could hear my my voice in full bass so i was I guess i was sounding extra extra little fancy for her. so i guess i do sound different when i'm on the air versus when i'm home well this we got a great show that's lined up for you man i have an honored guest that um i i just been excited to put this show together we got a great topic with a great guest gonna be letting you know a little bit more about that in a little bit as you can see i have the song here of choice tonight is from new edition can you stand the rain kind of close to what we're going to be talking about surviving bad seasons in a relationship we're going to be talking about that a little later here's how you can participate in tonight's conversation here with myself and my esteemed guests who will be on with me a little bit you can give me a call at 618-230-3839. That's 618-230-3839. Now, I'm going to open those phone lines in about 29 minutes, so everybody kind of stay patient, those of you who are on, because I want to get my guest on here so we can just have a good time and, and go into some conversation before I open the line up. But write that number down, but it will be on your screen, on the right side of your screen, 230-3839. You can also send me a private inbox message. I keep my phone. I'm always looking at my inboxes here. I would read those anonymously. So if you don't want to be exposed with your com your comment, you can send those questions to me privately. And myself and my guests, just like your phone questions, we will answer those inbox questions as well. And then one of my favorite things, the reason why I got this Live app, because I like to see what you are saying. And so you can comment like D Sims Oliver has done and just saying, Sharon is this, this is my pastor. Okay. So she's pumping up her pastor. All right, sister D Tammy Baker says, good evening, everyone. I believe I saw my boy, my best friend, pastor Bradford called me Barry white. I don't think it's that my voice is that deep, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. You can, so you can leave your comment and we will be, my mother is on here. Debbie Taylor says, good evening, everyone. And I'll be posting those throughout the evening as well. But here's the most important way that you can participate in tonight's program. Share this video. Your shares are so important to me. They're important to my guests because it helps us get the Relationship Monday word out. It helps our ministry go forth. Because even though we're not preaching and we don't, we're not having a text and we're not bringing up all these wonderful sermonic points, we're still bringing ministry. So please share this video. It's helping us grow every week. We're growing literally by the, adding a couple thousand people each week to Relationship Monday. I'm going to ask you to do that four times throughout tonight's cast. Share, share, share. Good evening, Petra. All right. So we have an amazing show for you tonight with an amazing guest. I can't wait to get this man of God on here. But before we do all of that, I want to introduce you to a segment that I started a couple of weeks ago entitled before we get started let's check it out hold up wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute hold up wait a minute so before we get started segment is going to be a phone caller who asked a question for me uh via voicemail and she's going to also get our 25 dollar gift see i'm just giving away free money all y'all gotta do is give me a call leave a voicemail on my phone before the show. And if it's a good enough question, what I will do is I will answer that question on the air. Here is the question from our caller. Let's see how it works here. Hi, Pastor Monty. Uh, my question for the evening would be, how do you keep the fire burning in your marriage when you've been married, uh, married to your spouse for 17 years and when you first started dating, you were kids, uh, 13 and 14 years old, um, how do one keep the, the the fire going in the marriage? 
That is a great question, caller. Thank you so much for calling our Relationship Monday hotline. I want you to inbox me and I will give you with your email, with your mailing address, and I will send you your $25 Visa gift card. That's our Visa gift card hotline here on Relationship Monday. So she's asking me, how do you keep the spice in your marriage after being married 17 years? You met as children. And now you want to keep that spice rolling. Actually, we did a show about keeping the spice in your marriage. I would encourage that caller to go back and find that show. You can also find all of our Relationship Monday shows on Spotify. We're working on iTunes. They haven't got back with me yet, but Spotify is up. You can download the Spotify app and get all of our Relationship Monday cast there and go right through them. Now, to answer your question, it's interesting that you said, uh, dear queen, that you guys have known each other since you were children. In other words, when you first met, I'm sure as kids, you didn't have the tools. You had what I call kid fire. You know, anybody could have a, a kid fiery relationship because you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but as you get married and you get older, what I would say to you is you have to be very, very intentional about it. And by you asking this question, I know that some of that intention is now rising in your heart. You just have to be intentional about it. You know, one of the things that uh, Kim and I, she's right in front of me looking beautiful as ever, playing with her beautiful hair. What we do, we're very intentional about keeping the fire. For instance, we don't sacrifice a date night. We don't sacrifice a date night. Friday is our date night. And we go through all of the wonderful uh, you know, pleasures of getting dressed, looking cute for one another, unless we say it's a bummy day, then we'll go out. But you keep the fire by doing the intentional things, you know, planning vacations, doing something that, you know, you don't normally do, get out of the routine and and just be intentional about that. And don't put on church clothes when you go out. You know, I heard that from Bishop Jakes. He said that about I heard him say that about 15 years ago. And I'm very intentional about that. I don't wear church clothes when I take my wife out because <laughs> I don't even want to get in church mode. I, I want to take her out. And, and be intentional and, and a place spicy. You know, I don't mind going to a jazz club. Now, I don't know what your theology is and your beliefs are, but we'll go to a jazz club. When Anita Baker was in town, we went to the Anita Baker concert. You know, we kept it like that. And, and uh, you know, we we spent the night when the concert was over reliving some of her favorite songs. <laughs> um, in addition to that, I would also say be intentional about getting the tools for spicy marriages as for instance you're watching relationship monday but my guest uh that's going to be on in a little bit he has a marriage boot camp that's at his church and find things like that where you can get the tools that you need from folks who've been married longer than you have and for folks who are really aggressive about keeping the spice the other thing i would say is surround yourself around other christian spicy couples and you can get together and do things like that what i'm saying is get busy get busy doing stuff and you will find out that um, and then ask what he wants. You guys got to discover what each other want. Ask what he wants. And then you guys mesh all that together. And I believe you'll have a great spicy marriage. I want to thank you, Carla, for uh, asking that question on our before we get started segment. And now we're going to get into what we're here for tonight. I have a wonderful guest on tonight. And before I go to him, I want you to watch this video. Bishop G. Vincent Dudley is by far one of St. Louis metro area's most respected clergymen, lending his voice to many causes, ranging from civil rights to education to his annual marriage boot camp. When he's not working with causes stretching across our nation and around the globe, he is graciously leading a congregation of life changers at New Life in Christ Interdenominational Church located in O'Fallon, Illinois. He is a pastor, a doctor, an author, a father, a husband, and a force to be reckoned with. Relationship Monday family, let's welcome to the show tonight, Bishop G. Vincent Dudley. Oh man, the man is here. He's in, on, in the lobby pulling him up right now. Bishop G. Vincent Dudley, and I forgot one word, senior, because there's another one. <laughs> there is. There's another G. Vincent Dudley on the planet Earth. How you doing, my friend? I'm well. Thank you for having me, Pastor Monty. I'm honored. Um, in fact, I was a little bit taken when uh, you asked me about uh, doing it. I've, I've seen it. Uh, it is such a popular show, and it's a wonderful show. It's a wonderful ministry, and to be asked to be a part of it was, uh, to be honest with you, I was really humbled uh, that you would ask me. 
Well, Bishop, you just bring a lot to the table, man, in terms of relationship. Of course, we are just a few miles away from each other. Me and Swansea and you guys in the O'Fallon, Lebanon area, we're New Life in Christ with the Life Changers. And I just seeing what you're doing, man, with marriages. I just even saw Shucks. Was that uh, Friday or Saturday? You you guys were, some couples were together doing something at your home or something like that. And uh, so, man, you've been at the <laughs> forefront of keeping these marriages together. <laughs> and so I yeah. wanted you on. Yeah, thank you. And uh, somebody's trying to call me while we're talking. <laughs> you know, you know that never stops. Uh, someone's always trying to get you to pastor uh, at um, different times. Yeah, we were just, we had our couple leads over. We have a couple's ministry. First Lady and I used to be really engaged and doing a lot of the teaching and everything, but uh, we've grown leaders now. and And so we like to pour into them. And so they were over this uh, past weekend just for a cookout, just kind of hanging out with them uh, because they represent us. And um, that's what we were doing, just kind of hanging out. You know, Bishop, you bring so much experience to the table, man. As you're saying, when you were early on in ministry, pastoring, and you were really doing a lot of the teaching and now you, you give back. But I think the most important experience that you bring to the table, sir, is marriage to your wonderful bride. And man, I love how you just, publicly show how much you love First Lady Glenda uh, on social media. I like that myself. I think it brings uh, her hope and ministry to the folks that, that that watches you and I that do that. How long have you guys been married, sir? We've been married 36 years. 36 years. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's almost as long as you are old. That's what I was getting ready to say, man. I'm 45. I was, I was, you, 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 you went right into my brain. I'm like, man, I was like nine when yeah. you guys got married. And I think it's perfect. And, and, you know, and it was nothing but the Lord. I didn't even realize it's been that long, but it's nothing but the Lord that I asked you to do this because after 36 years, you guys have seen seasons. Yes. And so I know you are uniquely qualified uh, to talk about it. In fact, my follow up question is going to be, I know you've seen the landscape of marriages change, not only your own, but even I think in society, the landscape of marriages have changed. And so many couples are giving up after a couple of bad seasons. How have you seen the landscape change in the 30 some odd years you guys have been married? Well, I think the, the, the landscape has changed uh, with respect, probably more into the definition mm. as opposed to the metrics in terms of the rate of divorce that's been pretty uh, consistent you know it's been about 50 50 wow. uh, 45 55 or so depending on you know that um and then the definition of marriage is under under you know great attack um but if i were to look and talk about okay what has really challenged it would be really what you're talking about if I had a bad season, we had a bad day, we had a bad week, mm. whatever the bad is, or however the long the bad is, it seems to then turn into, okay, enough of this and let me move on. And so therein lies, I think, the issue of uh, how things maybe have changed uh, with your parents and my parents. Uh, they just hung in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, again, why the show is important, because... I want to show them how to navigate through these tumultuous seasons. In fact, just so we're clear, sir, how would you define a bad season? Uh, and what are the signs for a couple that they're having a bad season? Okay, I think it's better. Uh, let's look at this. Let's talk a little bit about um, this whole seasonal piece. First of all, we have to understand life is seasonal. Yeah. And, and if you look at, and I know um, that the show is not uh, about you or I preaching or teaching uh, some biblical passage, uh, but for the sake of trying to uh, respond and make the point, God speaks in seasons. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he communicates in season. And if you look at the text and you pay attention to the text, God is always using seasonal language to talk to us. Mm -hmm. um, feast. There are several feasts. These feasts that we have, Passover and, uh, and uh, Tabernacle and uh, all of these feasts, 
they are seasonal. Yeah. And they geared into uh, the life of, of the Israelites. In fact, a feast meant when God was going to come and visit. Yeah. It was, it was seasonal. Okay. Then when we look at, even when he talks about in Genesis 8, 20, uh, you know, seed time harvest or seed harvest, you know, uh, summer, winter, uh, cold. It's always going to be seasonal. Mm -hmm. It's always speaking seasonal. So now we are seasonal or cyclical. You know, we plant, we reap, we sow. Therefore, if we are seasonal or God speaks in seasonal language, then it is it, it should be very apparent then our marriages are going to be seasonal. That's good, sir. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to embrace that and know, okay, seasonal. 36 years, we've had a lot of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We're on. We're all with Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr., and we're talking about surviving bad seasons in your relationship. It is 745. I'm going to ask for your first share. I want everybody right now, all 83 of you, we should double this tonight because we're just getting started. I want you tonight to go and double this. Let's everybody share this video. You can go back after the show is over, delete it from your page. But right now, Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr. and I, we want you to please share this video. Now we're going to get into what I call Bishop the Five. Hold on one second, sir. We are on the five. This is what I, what I call the five, Bishop, is we take the top five. I call it the five. And I want to leave our audience tonight with five tools. This is what we do every week. We want to give them something they can take back. Five tools to surviving a bad season with my friend here, Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr. Sir, what's your number one? And hold on, before you get started, I need a scribe, right? I need somebody right now that's in the Facebook world, uh, Sister One. And matter of fact, um, Sister Brenda Vickers, I want you, would you give us and your bishop the honor of being our scribe for the night in the next 33 uh, minutes or so, so that we could talk about the top five. What are the five ways to survive bad seasons? Bishop, I'll turn it over to you, sir. Okay, let's go back, and uh, Brenda's going to do an awesome job. She's a great scribe. That's what she does for volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. Look, let's go back a little bit because, uh, you know, um, when you asked me about this, I gave it a lot of thought about this whole seasonal piece. So if you don't mind, Pastor, I'd like to go back and continue to talk a little bit about that. I will for fast forward to the solutions. Yes, uh, sir. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so... If God speaks to us in seasons, then our marriages in seasons, what are the four seasons? Hmm. They're winter, spring, summer, and fall. Yeah. Okay. And in each of those seasons in marriage, there are distinctions, just like in weather seasons. Yeah. Certain things that happen, they're just like in marriage. I'm going to go over them real quick, and then we're going to press to the five. And if it's okay... Uh, Pastor, I don't have five. I have seven. Is that all? Let's go. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. So, all right. It, winter, in the when winter in your marriage, and I thank God for the opportunity. I just got to thank you again for giving me the opportunity to share this uh, with couples out there because I know your reach is wide and national. Uh, and so, let's look at winter. Winter is a time of disillusionment. It's mm. a distance. It's a time of dissatisfaction, and it's a time of discouragement. Okay, winter. That's winter. Spring. Spring is a time of hope. It's a time of anticipation, and it's a time of openness. Yeah. Spring. Summer. Summer is a time of enjoyment. Summer is a time you're sharing uh, with your bride how wonderful she is. And I, too, enjoy watching you guys on social media and all the things that you guys do. I still have a lot of the stuff. I can't <laughs> fuck with you, though. Um you guys talk about summer, and summer is the time of, of being comfortable. It's the time of enjoyment. It's the time of being satisfied. Yeah. And then fall. Fall is a time of uncertainty. What is happening? 
you know, at any given day, are we in Indian summer? Is it spring? Is it, is it cold? Whatever the case may be. Now, now that I know those things and I can identify where my marriage is, how do I then move out of, and most of the time we want to move out of winter. If we're in winter, we want to move out of that. One of the first things, number one, is deal with past failures. Yeah. Deal with past failures. The longer you're married, the longer you're married, the more failures you got in your belt. Hmm. And, 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 and a lot of times people think, oh my God, you got, first lady, you guys, all y'all been a lot married so long. It's so wonderful. Oh, but we got a lot of stuff we've been through. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got to be, you've got to be able to deal with past failures. Are you gunny sacking? Gunny sacking, mm. something that you wear, uh, if you're going into war, what have you, put it in your gunny sack. Are you, are you gunny sacking things or are you putting it and dealing with it? Yeah. The longer you're married, the more things accumulate. So number one is deal with past failures. Be open and honest about that. Now, let me jump in for a second, Bishop, because that that is really great because we you and I both know a lot of couples don't deal with past failures. It's almost like it's either swept under the rug and we just go to from failure to the, mm -hmm. one failure to the next. How if you give just practical, how would you give a what practical way would you give them to deal with the fat past failure? I typically ask couples put your finger on the thing that's bothering you the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so put your finger on the thing that really is bothering you or unresolved. You can always tell when a couple is dealing with unresolved issues because they, they dwell a lot on petty stuff. Yeah. And the petty stuff is really symptomatic of what's going on underneath. So, so ask yourself the question, uh, what is it that is really getting at me? Mm. I think that's one way. That's good. That's good. Well, is you, it's your floor, sir. What about number two? What you got number for us? Number two. Number two. Choose a winning attitude. Choose a winning attitude. Um, attitude. Let's talk about attitude. I'm a retired Air Force guy, so you know I got to talk a little bit about what that looks like. Yes, sir. Your, your altitude depends on your attitude. A plane flies based upon lift, uh, the physiological uh, thing of lift, and that is the wing, uh, the wind. If I'm saying something you already know, I'm just repeating it. So, therefore, wind that is going across the wing edge and uh, the amount of when that goes across that lifts it all right it also flies based on the point of the nose that's the attitude so you will never go high if your attitude is pointed down mm, that's good. i don't care how fast you're going and i don't care how great the plane is yeah if you're pointed down you're going down so your attitude determines your altitude and so you got to really choose a winning attitude. A lot of times we just, we, you know, you got a bad attitude and everybody gets into a funk. Yes, sir. Gets into a funk, you know, <laughs> so that, that would be number two. That's good. That's good. Folks, tell me what y'all think about it. This is this bishop has taken the time. And I'm telling you, if you if you would have known what he was doing before he got on, you say, wow, he broke through that. <laughs> To, to be on Relationship Monday, I'm so honored, sir, that you did that. I know you, you're working on a lot of stuff. Tell us, how is Bishop ministering to you? I love that. Choose a winning. And I love what you said. Choose it, right, Bishop? Because people don't really understand the power of choice when it comes to marital relationships. You can choose this winning attitude. Yes. Because one way or the other, if you're walking around moping and, and all of that, you're, you're making a choice every day. Am I going to choose to have a losing attitude or choose to have a winning attitude? So since you got to choose, you may as well choose to win. Yes, definitely. So it's a choice. It's a will. You know, I can I can either be in my flesh, you know, or I can I can be in my feelings or I can I can be in the spirit. That's good. That's good. Hey, guys, I'm here with 
Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr. We're talking about surviving bad seasons in your relationship. What I love about Bishop, he didn't just didn't come with five. He came with seven. So I love that. <laughs> so we got a we got a ways to go. But I want to give you an opportunity to, partic to participate in tonight's uh, show. You can give us a call at 618-230-3839. Bishop is taking time out of his busy schedule to answer your questions. You can inbox us private questions. Do whatever you got to do to get on tonight because Bishop is here. In fact, Bishop, we have a question for you. Is that okay? Sure, sure. Go it, this, this is an anonymous question. It's asked, it says, how do you survive infidelity that leaves you dealing with an outside child? How do you survive infidelity that leaves you dealing with an outside child? like to give a secular answer real quick and then yes, we circle back with some to to bring the spiritual part in it i would have, i would encourage the person to watch the movie fences mm. i would encourage the person to watch that movie it's an outstanding movie it's a very painful movie to watch i'm sure uh your audience uh may have watched it many of them have watched it denzel uh in this whole um drama about um, how he stepped out uh, and then he actually brought the door of the girl back, the, the baby back, and his wife ended up, uh, I can't think of her name. What is her name? Gosh, you know the- uh, Viola? Viola, yeah. Mm -hmm. she has, uh, his wife, she ends up raising um, the child from the outside uh, of him stepping out. And so I would encourage, sometimes dramatic things can really uh, speak to us vicariously in a way sometimes that that even you and I pastor can't reach so I, that was the first thing I would honestly say watch that movie fences and then permit your your emotions to become raw uh, permit yourself to feel what you feel be okay with what you feel um, and do the things and you don't have to do it now it, it's on Netflix it's on it's only thing you can get it. You don't have to go to the movies because you're going to cry. You're going to get angry. You're going to get upset. Absolutely. Go through all of those emotions um, with that. And then, and then, um, if I get the question right, what, what do you do now that there's a child? Yes, sir. Know that the child has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen. Yeah. So, so, and it's an easy place to place your anger because you're trying to find somewhere to put that anger. So one of three people are going to get it. Uh, the spouse, uh, the person that uh, he or she had uh, was infidelity with, uh, or the child. Make sure you don't place it on the child. That's the innocent person in all of this. Um, and then work through uh, the cycle of grieving, because whenever there's been something like that, um, know that there's going to be grief. There's the death of something. And whenever there's a death, it doesn't have to be a person in a grave. Whenever there's a death of anything, there's the cycle of grieving. So know that then I got to get through the cycle of grieving. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Bishop. Great answer. And it's, it's funny, Bishop. I it, Actually, I got two questions back to back on that. So I think for both of those who inbox that question, I, I think the man of God is just giving you a wonderful, wonderful answer, sir. So thank you for being just open to these questions. This is what Relationship Monday is about. It gives you a chance. And tonight you have two men of God with 37 plus four, 41 years of marriage. <laughs> experience between us. Hey, Bishop, we got a phone call. I want to thank our caller for calling Relationship Monday. Where are you calling from, caller? Caller, are you there? Okay, they hung up. All right, Bishop, number three, sir. Number three. Number three, speak your spouse's love language. I'm sure you've probably been through that a hundred times on this show about love languages, and everybody has their love language. You know, let me see, can I remember them? Uh, it is gift giving. It is acts of service. It is um, uh, physical touch. It's mm. affirming words. And what's the other one, Pastor? You you know it is. There's another one. There's a fifth one. Um, 
Come through. Quality me. time. Quality time. Quality time. Quality <laughs> yeah. time. Yes, sir. Speak your spouse's love language. That never gets old. That never gets old. And so no matter the season you're in, know that, all right. And, and let me back up because you were talking about this whole piece. First of all, define what season you're in. Mm-hmm. Know what season you're in because you can't solve a problem you haven't defined. And you can ultimately end up putting your letter against the wrong wall. Bishop, I want to, I want, you know, sometimes when, when a deep point comes through, I like to slow down because I love what you just said, great sir. You got to define what season you're in. Because sometimes, if I understand it correctly, now I permission, give you permission, just correct me. Sometimes, sir, you could be trying to tackle a spring issue with a winter problem. Bam. <laughs> Bam. There it is. So you got to know what season you're in. Is that correct, exactly. Bishop? Exactly. Yes, sir. Exactly. So and so and once you define that, then that that number three is speak the language that your spouse can hear you in and feel loved in. You know, if, if your spouse uh, love language is acts of service, uh, you bringing gifts home ain't going to get it done. Absolutely. You speaking up after yourself and you helping uh, do the laundry and uh, do the um, dishes, then then you then you're going to speak that language. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a reason why every pastor that's ever been on Relationship Monday and they're going to continue to come on. It's the reason why all of us don't even know each other up and down the country. Every one of them say when it comes to marriages and relationships, look at the five love languages by Gary Chapman. It is yeah. a book. It is phenomenal book. It I'm telling you, it will really change your marriage. It'll change your relationship. You know, when you know my wife know that my love language is words of affirmation. Well, she ain't got to figure out, you know, how to make me feel most loved. She hits the nail on the head every single day of our life. And hers happens to be words of affirmation. And it's easy for me to give it to her because it's mine. So we, we got blessed in that sense. Yeah, you did. You did. Because that's not, it's not common. It's usually something different. And usually you end up uh, speaking the language that you want. Exactly. And that's not the language of your spouse. Exactly. Exactly. That's powerful. The, again, someone one of our someone was asking, someone enlisted. I wouldn't need one of our scribes, not Brenda, because she's already busy doing something else. But whenever one of our scribes, why don't you guys list those five love languages? We had a I think that was Tiki that asked to list them. Uh Bishop have already given them. You guys can list them, but it's the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Yeah. Get that book. It's powerful. All right, Bishop, the floor is yours, man of God. Number four. Okay, number four is listen empathetically listen and what i mean by this you don't listen with your ears you listen with your eyes mm. the way you listen to a person is that you look at them you That's have good. affect we think we listen with our ears man we're great at that i can do a whole lot of things and still be listening to you yeah i can be watching a game i can be reading uh thumbing through my phone on social media, watching the game, doing a whole lot of different things. And First Lady can be talking and I can hear her, uh, but she does not feel as if I'm listening to her. So I have to listen with my eyes. Yeah, I have to listen with my hands. My hands need to be down. I have to listen with my body. My body needs to be turned toward the person. I have to listen in those kinds of ways. Listening with your ears is not how we listen but we listen with our body. And so whenever, whatever uh, season you're in, you have to listen empathetically. That is really good. You know, and, and I, you know, what Bishop is saying is one thing that I always say, guys, talking is not the only form of communication. You communicate with all the ways that Bishop Dudley has said, and, and you got to really realize that and from your hands, if they're folded, you know, if, if you're darting off and, you know, our rule, especially when Kim and I, we, we have to have one of those conversations, man, we just leave the phones in the other room so we can lock in uh, to what everyone is saying. So Bishop, I think that's right on point. In fact, we had a, a anonymous person want to ask a question. How do you get past a rough season when every time you try to communicate to your spouse about very important issues, they always only see you as fussing and nagging. 
I would tell that person to just rewind. It's going to be on Spotify. I'll go back to the video and rewind what Bishop said right here at about 20 minutes in. When you say that, Bishop, I think you really just answered that. Yeah, I think one of the things that you do is, um, and, and, and remind me again of what that person uh, asked. Yes, sir. How do you get past a rough season when every time you try to communicate to your spouse about the importance of the issue, they only see you as fussing and nagging? Yeah, I think I, I mentioned about dealing with past failures. Uh, but I think one of the things is this. Um, and what I hear is this. And I may be off. I may be wrong uh, with what the person is sharing. But what is the language? If someone is saying to me, um, I you're fussing and nagging. What is the language that the person is using? Are they using you language or I language? Yeah. And so uh, are they, uh, you know, uh, if you come at me with you, <laughs> that's a defense. I'm going to defend myself because mm. I feel attacked. Yeah. If I come to you with I language, I feel this way, Pastor Monty, when you do this, that, and the other. Now, it's not attack language. So I would encourage a person to listen and ask themselves, uh, okay, what kind of language are they using uh, in that interchange uh, of what they're communicating? Because quite could be that that person is really feeling attacked um and they're really just trying to communicate they're just really trying to communicate and and they're using you you do this you do that you do this you do that that's really good i think that's really good people cannot they should not argue with your feelings your feelings are yours i love the way bishop said say how you feel don't talk to them talk about your feelings and i think a lot of times uh and when you add tone <laughs> I think a lot of times that when you add that and talk about your feelings, that could be honored and respected versus pointing toward you. Bishop, this conversation is so good. We've blown past my eight o'clock call. It's eight o'clock. It's 807. I need everybody for the second time to share this video. We were at 107. I think we need to go to 214. I want everyone right now. Remember when Bishop and I are done, Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr., we can you can take this off of your page and do whatever you want to do with it but right now we want this to get all over the world we need to share this video and also right now the lines are open for questions we want the line we're opening the lines right now for questions i want everybody to start calling now when you call the lovely kimberly weatherall is our engineer for tonight we love doing this together she's going to ask you to hold on now bishop is going to be in the middle of his wonderful point so i can't cut him off so wait till he finishes and then we'll get you on to ask him the question i know a couple of you we've got about four calls already but you got to let the man of god finish and then we'll bring you on for your I'll question it up and you no sir no you sir you're doing off. fine uh -huh. yeah because i'm we're here to serve them so cut me off okay <laughs> yes sir so the number is 618-230-3839 this is relationship monday with me monty weatherall and the honorable Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr. He's given us seven points, right? So we got a ways to go here. Bishop, what's your number five, sir? Number five is help your spouse to succeed. Mm. Help your spouse to succeed. What is your spouse success? What is it that your spouse wants to succeed in? What is it that your spouse is aspiring for or to do? Uh, whether it's a hobby, um, for, for us, First Lady loves her garden. Yeah. Uh, I did something yesterday that uh, I don't normally do, and I, I have to admit it, I'm coming clean here on social media. <laughs> um, I don't normally go out to the garden with her. That's her baby. She wants, she loves that, and, and, and that's an area for success for her. Um, but yesterday, I went out to the garden with her. It made her day. Wow. Day. And I, I mean, most of the time, her garden is right outside uh, my home office door. Uh, I just I look at her, but I'm, I usually get so engaged with what I'm doing. Um, and so uh, you find a thing that your spouse is trying to do, uh, whether it's hobby, whether it is career, and then you help your spouse to succeed. 
Oh, that is that is great. Help your spouse to succeed. Bishop, we have a phone caller. Caller, thank you for calling Relationship Monday. Where are you calling from? Okay, it's that same caller. Are you on the air? Caller? One, two, three. And um, are you, oh. yes, hi, Pastor. Can you hear me? I can hear you, sir. What's your question for me or Bishop Dudley tonight? Yes, my question for Bishop, this is uh, Patrick Bell from Chicago. Um, I am, I recently um, proposed to my fiance and um, one of the steps that I saw that I came across was that um, unrealistic expectations is one of the top 10 reasons for divorce. So what are some good ways that I can have um, realistic expectations and what role defining be something that we should talk about in counseling or prior to it. So Bishop, thank you for calling Patrick, the recently engaged Patrick, and he actually proposed to one of my spiritual daughters. So <laughs> I'll oh, let wow. you handle this one, Bishop. Um, he says, dealing with unrealistic expectations and how do he deal with unrealistic unreal expectations, sir? And, and, and should he should he deal with those premarital counseling before he gets to premarital counseling on his own? Or should he, should he, as they go through with me, uh, should they deal with it in the pastor's office or should they try to deal with his unrealistic expectations on their own? I think, um, uh, and you probably use this same resource. It's called prepare and rich and, uh, prepare and rich. Uh, is what we use at New Life. And uh, I find it, I've been using it, well, I started using it when I was a chaplain years ago. It is a, uh, it's an inventory. It is a very valued inventory. It is well-researched. It really, really works well. Uh, unrealistic expectations actually comes out of that. That whole language comes out of that particular um, resource. Do you guys use that? No, but we will today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch this. We're going to use it for Patrick. <laughs> yes, sir. Preparing Rich. And what we do, uh, as I said, I used to do it when we started as a church. Now, all of my uh, couple leads, they go to the class. In fact, uh, my executive assistant is a is a uh, teacher mm. of it. She can she can now she's qualified to teach it. And uh, it's a nominal cost. And um, and then you learn how to take a couple through it and you deal with unrealistic expectations. You take them through it. That ex unrealistic expectation comes up. It pops up almost every time in every couple. Then it gives the uh, person that's taking the couple through it. It gives them ways in which to address it. It gives them homework. It gives them all kinds of things to resolve those things prior to the marriage. Bishop, that's that's wonderful. I got to straighten something out. We got a phone call. Hold, call her. Hold on the line. Yeah. You know, because uh, I see some other love churches like he's taking them through marital counseling, pastor. <laughs> well, well, he's marrying a spiritual daughter. So if it's a son or a daughter, <laughs> I'm going to take them through it myself. But normally we have yeah. elders. I just, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, man, we asked him and he, he said he couldn't do that one. But this is a spiritual daughter. And and this man of God, uh, Patrick, he, he, I mean, he, I've never seen someone come to me so correct as he did. So I'm going to take them through it. That's a whole nother subject. Bishop, before I get in any more trouble with I'm, the yeah, members I serve. Right now. Let's yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm going to take another phone call. Thank you for calling Relationship Monday. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado Springs, Colorado. What is your question, Queen? My question is, how do you show your spouse support when the way you show support is by cooking, cleaning, um, the just taking care of the household. That's how you normally show support. But when he gets to a point in his life where he feels that that's not support, what's different ways that you can show support with going against your normal routine? That's a great question. Bishop, how do you, thank you for calling caller. How do you show your spouse support when the way you show support cooking and cleaning and doing those things is not what speaks to him? I think Colorado Springs, you have to ask the question. It's quite simple. Ask him. It's not complicated. Ask Amen. Him. 
Amen. And, and he will tell you. And then period. You period. <laughs> yeah, it's not complicated. And as I said, and I think we said it earlier in Colorado Springs, I don't know whether you were on or not at the time. Well, a lot of times we were guilty of speaking and doing love language and what we like, um, but not what our spouse um, really likes. And so Pastor Monty and his bride, they're fortunate. They have the same love language, but that's not the case for most people. And so ask sense. him and he'll tell you. I, I will tell you, most men is one of two things or both. When they score yourself on that uh, in that book, uh, in Gary Chapman's book, uh, it's words of affirmation and physical touch mm -hmm. with men. It's, it's one or two. They, they flip flop. So I guarantee you, Colorado Springs is probably one of uh, one or two of those. Bishop, I, I, I agree with you, sir. Just talk to him. He will tell you. And to the men and the women. I mean, and I think Bishop just hit it on the head. You know, don't try to speak the language, your language to him and do things that you think he will like. Don't give him what you think he would like. Give him what he asks, asking you for. Ask him and do it. I think, I, Bishop, you don't have, I think we make it more complicated than it really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, get at it, baby. You know, one, one of the things that First Lady Kim, my wife was on last week, Bishop, and one thing she said is when we first got married, she used to put so much pressure on herself. She had this thing that the laundry had to always be done and folded pristine. If she hated dirty laundry, right? She And and she's like, I'm going to be the dutiful wife. And she felt like when she didn't do laundry, she was failing as a wife. And I had to sit her down and say, babe, look, I don't need all that. In fact, we have a laundry service around the corner. <laughs> you know, I would rather you send it there than you stretching yourself out this doing those things. These are the things that I would like for you to do. And, and it, with a matter of a slip of a finger, she was there. Just right. ask your man what he wants. Ask your husband what he wants. He'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Bishop, that, that was right on. I got to get a run. Bishop, it's 815. I need to remind everyone to please share this video right now. We with The numbers are up because you guys are sharing. And Bishop, G. Vincent Dudley Sr. is hitting us with so much knowledge. We have two more points to go. I have one more video that I need to run. This is a promo that's coming up for next week's show. Please, everybody, stay on now. On the next Relationship Monday, I'm going to be talking to the one and only social media sensation, Tora Sense. God, I've been praying. I've been waiting. I've been chasing after you. How come I'm not married yet? If you don't know who Tora is, you will know who she is after this next Relationship Monday. We're going to be talking about five dating skills that women need along with sexual discipline. It's going to be an awesome show. I want you to grab all your sister girlfriends together. Brothers, you might want to tune in on this too because we're going to get some secrets. Only on Facebook Live on Relationship Monday with me, Monty Weatherall. That's next week, but this week I'm here with the Honorable Bishop G. Vincent Dudley Sr. taking an hour or so. Remember, every time Relationship Monday happens, they're not they're on the air for an hour, but they're with me up to 30 minutes before the show begins. He's taking time out of his very busy schedule to minister to us, to help us, and he's doing a wonderful job. Let's just stop right now and give him some claps, some virtual claps, some thumbs up, and some love. I want to show you what's next week so you can tell all your friends what we're going to be doing next week. It is 818. We only have 12 minutes left. We will be done. We're still taking phone calls at 618-230-3839. We are taking inbox questions for the Honorable Bishop Dudley. Bishop, before we get to your final two, can we take a couple of more questions, inbox questions? Sure, sure, sure. Bishop, I'm going to tell you something, sir. The phone hasn't rang this much in a while, and we certainly haven't gotten all these inbox questions. So you are ministering to some folks tonight. <laughs> oh, bless God. Bless God. Thank you for having me, Pastor. Yes, sir. It says, how can you keep your spouse interested if you live, if you love being by yourself, uh, it's it's a need for me to spend. It's a need for me to experience solitude for a period of time. So, ah, uh, uh, this I can't I can't understand all this. How how can you keep your spouse interested if you love being by yourself? They need to spend solitude by them by themselves. So I need I need time between me and God. I guess that's what I'm to say. I don't know if you understood that. That was a little rough for me. Let, 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 maybe let, let's try to shoot at this. Um, prob maybe, hopefully, what the person is saying, we, we're taking a stab at it, is that this person is an introvert and that they, their batteries are recharged 
when they are by themselves and that they are drained when uh, people pull on them, even their own spouse. And I think it would be good if they would just be candid about those things. And then the spouse would uh, be able to know and not feel threatened by that. Because uh, if you have an introvert with an extrovert, um, then that uh, the extrovert may feel threatened, may feel, might have some trust issues. Yeah. Uh, because, hey, you don't want to be with me or whatever. And no, I, I just need time to myself. Now, the way to manage that would be let us manage our week. Just like you have a date night, have a self night. Uh, however that may be, uh, and that way it's managed and expectations are built in. Yeah. One of the problems, conflict, is the difference between expectation and reality. Yeah. And so uh, when you have the expectation down, then you lower the possibility of conflict. That's good, Bishop. That I think... I think you handled that that question wonderfully. Uh, manage it. I love that. I love manage it and 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 do just that. Uh, and when you manage it, I, I think you won't spend too much time by yourself, and they won't feel neglected. I think if you manage it and write it in, that's great. Bishop, we are two down, sir. Number six, we're talking surviving bad seasons in a relationship, and Bishop has given us honor, given us two extra, so we're in overtime with the numbers. Number six. Number six would be. Maximize your differences. Maximize mm. your differences. Okay, let's talk about that. A lot of times that you mention it, you says, "Well, Bishop, what is the, you know, the the the, the landscape of marriage has shifted. So uh, people don't want to go through bad seasons. How do they get through bad seasons? Um, and sometimes bad seasons, winters, as we said it earlier, we defined it earlier, is determined by we are wrestling with our differences." And therefore, we go into divorce saying we have irreconcilable differences. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Um, do we really have irreconcilable differences or are we not celebrating our differences? Oh, wow. I don't want to be married to me. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. And, and if you, and if, and if, you do not celebrate your spouse's difference. The tendency is, is that you're always trying to make them you. And do you ask yourself, do you want that kind of perversion? Making hmm. love to yourself. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So, so instead of, instead of looking at differences as something bad, look at them and celebrate them and say, we don't have irreconcilable differences, we're different. Yeah. And I think that's that's how we need to look at that. That's number six, maximize your differences. That's Celebrate good. your differences. That's good. Um, and then seven would be, you can't change your spouse. The only person that can change any of us is God, mm -hmm. but you can't influence your spouse. Mm. You can have influence. now. Don't get confused, and, I, and I'm not trying to throw um, uh, stones at our queens, but some st sometimes mommy and them and, and big mama taught you how to manipulate men mm. as opposed to influencing them. Wow. And, and so you then use what you have. And whenever you use what you have to get me, man, to do something, you actually make me a John and you a prostitute. Because mm. now I have to buy what you're selling. Yeah. And as opposed to that's manipulating, manipulating, influencing yeah. me is telling me, uh, uh, talking about uh, what you bring to the table and talking about how we can be this, that, or the other together. You're influencing me. Let, let me jump in real quick, Bishop. So, uh, because one of the things that you and I, I think as, as preachers, one of the things that I, one of us do well 
uh, is we were able to give great illustrations to drive the point home. Can you give an example of influence versus manipulation so that our audience can clearly know the two, the difference yeah. between the two? We have to pay a bill. And I think that the bill needs to be um, paid and as opposed to me manipulating you to pay it uh, via using my body or using uh, my words to, you know, have a verbally abuse me with just overwhelming me because men get overwhelmed with women's verb verbiage because they're more verbose than we are. Um, you then use your influence by us sitting down and discussing um, the bills. Mm. Use your influence um, by us, you showing me, because men like bottom lines. Yes, sir. And we're scorekeepers. Yes, sir. So then when you show me the score, the bottom line, and you give me a choice, <laughs> you're influencing me. You're yes, not sir. manipulating me. I don't know whether that's that helps. Bishop, you I think you did a splendid job right there because that's 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 such a such a great, I mean, way to take us out on that last point. Uh if you when you if you go back and look at the responses at this last point, it's amazing. I think you really spoke something. You hit a hit a gusher there for men and women. <laughs> I think the Hammond B3 is warming up at that point. <laughs> Okay, so, so people are bringing money to the altar now. Yeah, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so I really want, I think that that illustration was really good. Bishop, before we let you go, I have one more, and I was saving this and um, for, uh, I don't, it's a very, very serious one. And uh, you've done, just thank you, Bishop. Uh, I, everybody, let's just thank Bishop Dudley for taking time out. I mean, really, really lead us with such a graceful conversation on dealing with bad seasons. This is one that's going to be on podcasts on Spotify. It's going to be on, you can go back through my page and watch it, but I like Spotify, the podcast, because you can just listen to the audio while you're doing anything else. So here is one Bishop for you. This is a difficult one. How do you deal with a failure in a spouse who was arrested for domestic battery? Wow. Yeah. You know, that is um, such a issue right now. And it is an issue within the church. It is an issue within uh, society, uh, this whole abuse thing. And so let's expand it beyond physical. Let's just talk about verbal as well. Abuse is abuse. Yeah. Um, We have a thing that we say at New Life. I, I always say, don't call the church, call the police. Yeah. Don't call me, call yeah. the police. First of all, we've got to let the person have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Don't rescue them out of the consequences of their action. Make them have to deal with the consequences. Okay, um, that's number one. And two, uh, oddly enough, before I, um, uh, in, my, in my career as a chaplain, I had to, um, um, I had to, uh, I went to uh, the University of Memphis. The Air Force sent me, uh, they call it the Air Force Institute of Technology, where sometimes they will send military uh, officers to various universities and you, you take your uniform off, you go to school for a year. So I had that opportunity and I went to school at University of Memphis and I um, went for crisis intervention counseling. Part of the time that I was there, I had to do an internship at uh, this family uh, center. Mm. And so I had to do uh, anger management, court mandated anger management classes with spouses who had abused. And so uh, I always tell spouses, okay, they got to go to anger management class. They got to, they have to then graduate and get the certificate. They're everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, the third thing would be after they have to deal with the consequences, go to anger management. Uh, then there has to be ultimatums. 
um, there has to be ultimatums. And there is no sense of, okay, now you're permitted back home, all of that. We have to see this. That person has to earn their way back. And they may not make it back. Mm, that's good. They may not make it back. And, and that spouse has to be uh, willing to know, um, you know, and I think what several months ago we were talking about this whole thing, why I stayed. It was hashtag why I stayed. Yeah. And mostly women, but there were men too. Uh, mostly women talked about why they stayed. So then that, that fourth piece, I would say, look in the mirror and ask yourself that deep question. Why am I permitting this uh, to happen? Why am I permitting, excuse me, um, telemarketer? <laughs> um, why am I permitting this to happen to me? Yeah. Because there has to be some internal work going on as well. And that's the difficult thing. You know, Bishop, man, I, it's, we're, we're, I'm going to get you off here in a second. One thing, you know, what you just said, sir, is when I'm honored to walk a couple or a person through this, whether it's, whether it's serial adultery, emotional abuse, and I'm glad you put all that under the umbrella. I, I, I asked the person who has been the, I don't like using the word victim, but who has suffered at the hands of that person. I, I meet with them privately. I, want, I ask them, tell me about you. What is it about you that allows that? Mm-hmm. Because until we deal with that, right. we're not going to break this cycle one way or the other. Right. Whether you choose to stay married or not, we're not going to break the cycle until you deal with what is it about you that allows that to happen? Bishop, because, that, you, that's really because, because, because you have a target on your chest. Absolutely. And abusers can see it. You, Absolutely. You, you emit a smell, a Absolutely. Scent, and abusers can see it. I say that all the time. I mean, in fact, that's my exact word. There's a you've been marked and there's a scent that, that you're, you're sending out to those type of people. Bishop Dudley, this has been a great conversation, sir. I don't want to take no more of your time because I know you're busy. Everybody, let's give Bishop Dudley some claps, some hugs, some virtual everything. Man of God, thank you so much, sir. I, I, you know, I know you're busy. I'm going to they saying Bishop got to come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that well, well, before we get into all of that, I want to say this to you and your lovely wife, Kim. I enjoy watching you guys uh, love on each other uh, in social media. I enjoy being in your company. And I will tell you, uh, I, I do feel like I've, I've not been anybody because I've never been invited to your show. Now I feel like I'm somebody. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, you know, this show is so impactful yes, and sir. it is such meaningful ministry uh, in a medium that we have to use. We've got to use this medium yes, uh, to reach as many people as we possibly can. We are not just committed to serve those who are in front of us on Sunday morning. We're committed to serve as many people as we possibly can. And we're gifted now to be in an in a age in right. which we don't have to have a pocket full of money. Right. You know, right. Uh, as as those whom we look to and wanted to be like in ministry, uh, not because of any insecurities of ourselves, but to see the impact that they were having, uh, you have found this niche, and I bless God for you. Thank you for permitting me to be a part of it. Bishop, it's an honor, and not only it was an honor to have you on, man, you did an A++ job. You helped so many people tonight i mean we we, we gotta go but lakeisha tucker says 10 more minutes tonight <laughs> <laughs> you tell her she need to come and help me with my yeah. dissertation <laughs> but, but i want to do something else bishop before we go can you and i want i want dagny and brenda as you begin to spill it out to write it up bishop where is your wonderful church give us addresses give us service times i want them to come and see what bishop dudley is doing because you're doing a marvelous work thank in the metro area sir thank you we're in uh we're at 689 scott troy Road in O'Fallon, Illinois, six two two five four, and you can just check us out. Uh, we're on social media. We're on the web. We stream um, as you do. We're on Facebook Live. We have one service, one church celebrating now. Uh, we were at Edwardsville, but we pulled it all together when we uh, when we expanded our sanctuary. God has blessed us to expand the sanctuary, so we're at ten o'clock now. After Labor Day, we move to two services. 
but we do early bird at eight and then service at 10. And we always have a midweek service. We call it uh, going deeper. Uh, and that is seven, uh, seven to eight fifteen. And we'd love to have you. Uh, we would absolutely love to have you to come in or you can just check us out and stream. And I bless God for this awesome man of God. Thank you for the relationship. Yes, sir. Absolutely. For what you're doing in the kingdom. Absolutely. This is my friend, the Honorable Bishop G. Vincent Dudley, Sr. Guys, he's just giving you all the, all the information for New Life in Christ. Man, they're doing wonderful things in O'Fallon. Not just O'Fallon, in the St. Louis metro area. Not just the St. Louis metro area, but in the nation. Not just in the nation. But Bishop just got back to Africa doing a medical, medical run over there. They're affecting the world. And I believe that's what God has called us to do. Yeah. So I want you to go and check out this man of God and the wonderful life changers there at New Life. And as I always say, I want to thank everybody for being on here tonight on Relationship Monday. I do this because it is my purpose in life. My life sentence is to help you be the very best version of yourself. That's why I do this. So as always, tell people about us. Don't forget next week, Tora Sense is going to be on. She's going to be answering all your questions. She's going to be giving you her style, what I love about Bishop Dudley tonight, he did it in Bishop Dudley's way. And when you are your authentic self, that's when your anointing shines the brightest. George is going to be on next week. I want everybody to come back. And as always, I love to say this before I end. Good night, Mama. I love you so much. Thank you so much for watching. Mwah.